Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. I have a great guest on. He's going to be on for the whole show tonight. His name is Maurice Jaycox. He's one of the greatest entertainers in the Twin Cities. He has a new record out called Strip Down and uh, recently just had a, a great packed house at the Dakota. John Bream from the Star Tribune wrote an incredible article about him. I've been listening to Maurice for over 40 years. I used to see Maurice uh, as often as I could with Willie and the Bumblebees. And uh, Maurice not only sang, uh, played uh, baritone sax flute, and uh, looked really cool in his Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> outfit. <laughs> it was a hit with the crowd. But uh, Maurice, thank you so much for being here uh, tonight. I uh, am really anxious to hear more of your story. We've been friends for a long time. True indeed. And yeah. uh, we have the great, uh, great mutual friend, uh, Willie Walker. Yes, indeed. Who's out on tour right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Willie and that relationship with we you. We can bad mouth into our hearts content. <laughs> He's not here to let's, defend himself. Let's. Uh, but uh, like I said, I moved to town in 78 and I used to go see Willie and the Bees as often as I could. But I cut the Bees a couple times up in Duluth, maybe even yep. once in Ely mm -hmm. before that. Uh, in Ely and um, see that we played, I think, twice in Virginia. Yeah, right. Did What's you, that bar on the main street of Virginia? There was uh, Norman's Bar. Norman's, that's the one. It used to. My grandfather used to own that place in the forties wow. and fifties. It was called. Uh, it it was called uh, the Roosevelt Bar back then. Okay. And my uh, grandma and grandpa, uh, Emil and Elna Metza, ran a, about a fourteen room. Boarding house above there, where the band, where you guys probably stayed. That's where no, they used to we never got to stay. <laughs> we stayed at that hotel, also on the main street there. Coates Hotel. Yeah, an old, old really old hotel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'm very familiar with that bar. And then my band, Cats in the Stars, really mm -hmm. yep. uh, got to start there. And back in the day, I, I imagine you guys were doing like we did six nights in a row, uh, or, or, or were you just doing the weekends? I think we. Yeah, we, well, I think maybe we did up there. I think we did five, yeah. five nights at least. Well, it's so great to have you here, Maurice. And uh, uh, and I catch you a lot around town. You are like Willie Walker. Uh, when you're not doing your own gig, you're sitting in with folks. And uh, you always uh, get a chance, uh, with a certain amount of regularity, to sit in with Kurt Obita and the Butanes. To the point that people have come up and gotten in my face because it wasn't there. When they came, well, I brought people down to hear you. Why weren't you there? Right, right. Why? Because I'm not a member of that band. Well, but you're down there a lot. Well, yeah. But well, you sing with them. I said yes when I feel like it. Because Willie Walker and I, we have been playing. We're going on eight years. Uh, uh, has it been that long? Yep. Every yeah. Thursday night, we do five to seven yeah, thirty at Shaw's yeah. Bar, Sixteenth and University Northeast, and then the Butanes follow us. And so occasionally, yep. while I'm packing out, you're packing in. Yeah. But uh, let's go back to uh, Maurice Jaycox as a young child. Where did you grow up, and where did you? <laughs> well, and I use "grow up" loosely, right? Because uh, you're you were musicians. But uh, when did you? <laughs> get, do we ever grow up? <laughs> we're all stuck with the Peter or Pan syndrome. Yeah. Well, music keeps us young. I won't too. grow up. I never. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. I, mean, I grew up in North Minneapolis, but okay. I also grew up in South Minneapolis. Um, I was born with a club foot, and uh, by the time I was three years old, I had spent a year and a half in the Shriners Hospital for Crippled Children. Wow. Uh, seven bone graft operations to make oh. me walk. And uh, grew up in... On the north side, the south side, the north side, the south side. When did, when did you uh, discover your love of music? Uh, I think my mother had 78s, and she had some old blues 78s, and they were great. You are dating yourself now, dude. Oh, <laughs> talking about five, six years old. And then when rock and roll first came in, Elvis and people like that, where actually I was more into like Frankie Lyman and the teenagers. Sure. Or, uh, yeah, guys guys like that. But I uh, like some Elvis tunes, too. And uh, uh, Gene, 
Gene Vincent? The Blue Sweet Shoes guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins, yeah. And stuff, some of that stuff I liked a lot. Now, when did you perform for the first time? <laughs> I bet you were kind of a child prodigy of some sort. No, not at Really? Um, okay. At an early age, <clears throat> someone found out I could both carry a tune and memorize some lines. And so they'd come up to me, and I think I think maybe six, seven years old. And Maurice, would you like to be in the Easter program? No. Maurice, would you like to be in the Christmas program? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it didn't take them long to figure out. Mrs. Jaycox, would Maurice like to be in the Easter program? Yes. <laughs> would you like to be in the Christmas program? Yes. <laughs> I love it. So that's how that started. Well, you know, I, I didn't I, want to do that at all. I say, uh, and I think you'd agree with this. I say, almost all male musicians are mama's boys. Well, yeah, well, for most of the time, my father wasn't around a lot of the time. Okay. And my mother was an absolutely amazing woman. Um, what was her name? name? Her name was Irma, uh, Irma Williams back then. And she did things like, she took me, <laughs> it's hard even to think about this stuff now. Yeah. She took me to musicals. She took me to... Uh, Northrop Auditorium to hear Leontine Price and William Warfield wow. sing. Wow. She took me to hear opera singers. Wow. She took me to see Marian Anderson once. Wow. Um, she took me to art galleries and things. And this was, at that time, a fairly uneducated black woman who scrubbed floors. Wow. For a living. She eventually, in 1956, uh, starting in 56, put herself through college nights. Wow. While scrubbing floors during the day. And how many kids in the family? Uh, just uh, myself and two siblings. Yeah. And uh, at the church was her life. And so, yeah, she made the church our lives whether we want to do or not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but an amazing woman, the strongest woman ever known. And everything good about me comes from that woman. Mm -hmm. And she had a beautiful singing voice. I used to love to hear her sing, and she'd mm -hmm. sing to me when I was a kid. And she never sang in the choir, but everybody in the church kept hammering her about singing, and she just wouldn't do it. She'd just sing with everybody else during the church service. Right. But just this voice, it stopped traffic. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Did you Were you influenced a lot then by the music you heard in church? Well... Growing up in Southern Baptist Church, I mean, you were in church every Sunday. <laughs> Whether you wanted to or Whether not. Whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> Bible school. Yeah. Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Church service and then, then an evening service often. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time in church. But I really loved things like you know, all the rock and roll and things I was hearing. Um, I found out that Willie Murphy and I... We found out that we were at the same show at the Minneapolis Auditorium about 1958 or 59. <clears throat> it was the Alan Freed Big Beat Show. Really? You remember the whole payola thing? Sure, yeah. Alan Freed had these huge shows going around. It was a rolling show that went around the country. Right. And you'd have the... The Moondog Jamboree, you, would have, you know. This, he really started putting on some of the first rock and roll this concerts. Was, um, this was uh, Alan Freed Big Beat Show, and you had the Marquis mm -hmm. as the house band, and you'd have four or five, no, you'd have five or six headliners. The Shirelles, the Chantels, Larry Wilson, Buddy Holly, and a couple of other people, all on the same show. Wow. And they'd each get up come out and sing like three of their hits which were currently on the air right, every day right. and so you're hearing these great artists that you worship and there they are singing in front of you saw sam cook at the minneapolis auditorium wow. the same way when he came what down was that off like he came down off the stage and walked into the crowd and back in those days in minnesota i mean other parts of the country crowds were segregated and in Minnesota, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And Sam just walked down into the crowd and stood there. And people didn't rush him or anything. He gave him room, and he stood there and sang in front of people. It was amazing. Wow. So I, you know, and my influences were R&B, all the R&B stuff, all the Motown stuff. I grew wow. up with all that. Well, speaking of, uh, 
uh, R&B. We're going to listen to a song uh, on Maurice Jacox's new record, Stripped Down, called Lipstick Traces by Alan Toussaint. we got about 20 seconds. You were telling me before the interview started that you were uh, talking with Mr. Toussaint about maybe... Possibly producing wow. for me. That would have been a wonderful thing, but never happened, and then he passed away. Yeah. Well, we have Maurice Jacox on for the whole show tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We're going to listen to a tune by Mr. Toussaint, sung by my guest, Maurice, Lipstick Traces. Pretty brown eyes, wavy hair, I won't come back no more, cause you're not there. I got it bad like I told you before whoa, 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 whoa. So in love with you Lipstick traces uh-huh, On a cigarette, yes Every memory lingers Of you, yeah I got it bad, like I told you before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So in love with you, give it a vote. AM 950 is hosting a debate-watching party on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Come watch with like-minded progressives as the Democratic presidential candidates debate all the important issues and figure out how to beat Trump. Doors will open a half hour before the start of the debate. Your ticket includes free, debatable appetizers with a cash bar. We'll play a debate-themed Blue No Matter Who bingo with lots of great prizes. Matt McNeil and the Rep Take crew will be there. And if you have ideas for our weekly Tuesday Solution show, we'd love to hear them. Debate washing tickets are only $15, and they will go fast, so make sure you order now at am950radio.com. So let's watch the debate together on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park as we figure out who will dump Trump in 2020. Order your tickets now at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. And if you have any questions, call us at 952-946-8885. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Imagine cyber criminals waiting outside your network, probing for weaknesses. What if you're next? Well, what if you had a team of experts to navigate you through these what-if waters? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark with a unique offer, a free network security assessment. We'll uncover the hidden threats to your business and provide you with a map to peace of mind. Call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com to schedule your free security assessment and stop drowning in what-ifs. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many listeners know that I founded Human Inspiration Works, LLC, which trains on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming, diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on diversity and inclusion. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change the way they see the world. I'd love to help make your organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Does your vehicle need some summertime service? Well, head over to Rudy Luther Toyota. The last thing you need is to break down, especially when you're trying to enjoy the summer. Regardless of where you've purchased your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is your number one destination for auto service and repair. A larger repair or just routine maintenance? Easily schedule up your appointment on their website, RudyLutherToyota.com. Drop off as a breeze. Their waiting area is top notch and they do the job right. Get your vehicle serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jaja from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. 
Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare from my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzler, my guest and good friend on the show all night tonight, Mr. Maurice J. Cox. And uh, we're featuring his new record, Stripped Down. Maurice, tell us a little bit about uh, why it's called Stripped Down and, and uh, who you stripped down with. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Gee, that sounds salacious, some kind of way. Um... In all these years, I've sang on many CDs, and I've never had a CD of my own. And people also know me for screaming and ripping pretty hard. And most people don't know I've also won the Jazz Award and do some other stuff too. And um, we didn't—I didn't have a lot of money to make a CD. Right. And I thought, you know, what's most important? Making the music and being able to get the product out there. And the best way for me to do that was use as few pieces as I could. Right. And I thought about it. For all of these songs, you don't have to have a large band. Right. Someone that can sing reasonably well. Right. Which <laughs> is some, you. And some, really <laughs> and some really good players. Right. And who are those players? Uh, Bob Ekstrand and Tom Cravens, amazing guitarists, both. And they almost breathed together. Mm -hmm. And they played together for years, years and years. And Bob and Bob and I have worked together for probably 10 years now, I think. Wow, nice. Great players, easy to work with, and we make great music together. And so we had a chance to make the CD and decided to leave out all the bells and whistles and mm -hmm. all the stuff that people pay so much money sure. for in a recording session and just record music. Simply, right, right. You know, with all the, all the glitz and smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. And that's how we chose to do it. It worked out pretty well. It sounds great. Maurice, you... Uh you literally cover the waterfront stylistically, and I think that's one of the the great things about you. I mean, you sing R&B, you do Broadway show tunes, you do soul tunes. Uh, you can scream, you can get down to a whisper, uh, but you also have a, a Nat King Cole tribute show. A Nat show, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. That sounds great. I'd love to see it. Um, I was born by the keyboard player for Soul Tight Committee. He had recently lost his daughter to a drunk driver. Oh, sad. And his life was in turmoil, and he was trying to find something to fire him up again. And he came to me one night after a gig and said, you know, I'd really like to put together a show um, with the music of Nat King Cole. Would you be interested? Huh. And I'm thinking to myself, Nat King Cole? I haven't heard anything about Nat King Cole in 20 years, except right. stuff with Natalie. But he's my keyboard player. What am I going to say? Sure, Bob, just let me know. Yeah. I'm good. Let me know whenever. And about nine months later, he came up after another gig and said, Oh, by the way, I wanted to get started on uh, that Nat King Cole show. I've I've charted out and transcribed the music from the original recordings. Wow. And... I've got it all ready, and I want to start rehearsing. And I'm looking at him like he's crazy. And <laughs> going, what? That? You? Were, oh God! You were serious? <laughs> I said, yeah. I've, I've got it all ready, and I've, I've written the charts, and it. Like, oh God! Since I've charted out 21 songs. Wow. And so he charted out the 21 songs. I had to learn that many songs in about. A month or six weeks, I had it, and he already had an opening night when he told me this. And, oh, that's great! That's I can't even back out of this. And as I started learning the songs and listening to it over and over again, I began to realize that each of these songs was 
was an absolute gem. Right. And his Nat's playing was one, impeccable. Yeah, he was one of the greatest players of his generation. And each of these songs had arrangements that were just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They were jewel-like, these arrangements. Right. And I kind of fell in love with each song. By the time I'd learned 21 of these songs and able to sing 21 songs in a night, wow. I was sold. I was completely in love with this stuff. You know, that great uh, article in the Star Tribune from August 9th that uh, John Bream wrote about you, it mentioned... Um, that you probably performed and have a handle on about 2,000 songs. Well, actually, what he, he asked me that, I think he asked me that uh, the day or so before the article came out. He added this, called me and said, Maurice, how many, how many songs do you have in your book? I know it's a lot. And I said, right now? Um... Somewhere around 2,000. Wow. I said, but it's a work in progress. Sure. If you ask me a month from now, I'll probably say 2010. Right, right. Because... You're always learning. Yeah. I mean, all, any of us who sing mm -hmm. or play, you stop learning, what are you going to do? I remember Maurice Jacobs when I was a, <clears throat> a teenager playing guitar, and I had started when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I subscribed to Guitar Player Magazine, and uh, which I loved. Yeah. And uh, there was an article in there, an interview with David Bromberg, and uh, who got his start playing guitar for Jerry Jeff Walker. And uh, he said something that's really stuck with me because I'm interested, and now I, you know, play a variety of styles sure. myself. But he said, if you want to learn a style, plan on learning about 30 songs in that style, and you will start to get a handle on it. So I always thought that was a great rule of thumb. You know, for me, I learned 30 blues tunes, 30 country tunes, 30 bluegrass tunes. All of a sudden, you're starting to get this certain facility with the style. People think they can just switch from one genre to another. <clears throat> because you're a good singer, most people, you're a good jazz singer, you assume you can sing blues. How hard is blues? Right. Well, if you don't know blues, you sound like an idiot. Right. Straight up. Right. And blues singers usually don't try jazz, but I mean, you're going to change into a different genre or a different style of music. Right. And a you different just, headspace. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you've got to live with that music and listen to lots. I wasn't a, I wasn't a big blues fan when the bees started. I mean, I yeah, I knew some blues, a right. few, but not that much. But by being in the bees, um, I was exposed to, to so much good blues. Well, just being in that band, you became a blues man just for the hang. You know, it just, <laughs> I learned a lot of blues. I mean, it's eventually. But people should, uh, this is a lesson for all players and singers. You're going to try a different genre of music. Treat it with the respect it deserves. And you're not going to learn how to sing like that in a week. And I mean, I can I can go on stage and do country songs. We have mutual friends here in town, right? Whose initials are T T, and I've done gigs with them. I've actually gone on gigs with them, and sang Hank Williams and Bob Wills and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, but and also I uh, had the blessing of being pretty good friends with Waylon Jennings before he died. And I actually got to know something about and, and like some country music and respect it a lot. We are going to uh, listen to some more of Maurice Jaycox in the next two segments of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. And uh, you got to tell me that Waylon Jennings story in the next segment. We'll be back after these messages. AM 950 is hosting a debate watching party on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Come watch with like-minded progressives as the Democratic presidential candidates debate all the important issues and figure out how to beat Trump. Doors will open a half hour before the start of the debate. Your ticket includes free, debatable appetizers with a cash bar. We'll play a debate-themed Blue No Matter Who bingo with lots of great prizes. Matt McNeil and the Rep Our Take crew will be there. And if you have ideas for our weekly Tuesday Solution show, we'd love to hear them. Debate washing tickets are only $15, and they will go fast, so make sure you order now at am950radio.com. 
So let's watch the debate together on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park as we figure out who will dump Trump in 2020. Order your tickets now at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. And if you have any questions, call us at 952-946-8885. It's Greek to Me is now open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Be sure to join them for lunch. With warmer weather upon us, their magnificent Grecian patio is open. It's Greek to Me is located on the corner of Lake and Lindale at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at itsgreektomemn.com. In addition to free side street parking, there is metered cross street parking and a toll lot behind the restaurant along Garfield Avenue, as well as the Dulanos parking lot on Lake Street and Garfield. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. In today's challenging world, many of us are asking, but what can I do? I'm Gail Shore with Cultural Jambalaya, and I asked the same question, so I formed a small nonprofit to try to make a difference. We create educational videos featuring my global photography and cultural experiences that we offer to teachers without charge to broaden worldviews of their students. These videos help to break down cultural barriers and promote understanding and respect for all people. That's what we do. We also know that there are many others doing great work, and we recognize them at our annual Diversity Awards. This year, we'll celebrate students from Stillwater, Asian American leaders, and educators from South St. Paul and Rochester. The Cultural Jambalaya Diversity Awards will take place Thursday, October 3rd at the Metropolitan in Golden Valley. Tickets include dinner and music by T. Michael Rambo and are available at culturaljam.org. Join us and become inspired about how to make a difference. We all have something we can do. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 59. Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 76 and the chance of rain at night with a low around 63. Monday, the... Total Dog Company is celebrating their sixth year open on Saturday, August 24th. Come join them as they offer double frequent Barker card punches on all purchases and declarance on slow-moving items where nothing will be over $10. Pets are welcome. Find them at 9432 36th Avenue North in New Hope, Minnesota or totaldogcompany.com. At the dark end of the street that's where we always meet Hiding in shadows where we don't belong Living in darkness to hide our own You and me At the dark end of the street Time is gonna take its toll We have to pay for the love we stole It's a sin and we know it's wrong oh, But our love keeps coming on strong Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. And my guest, Maurice J. Cox, was the man that just sang that great Dan Penn tune, Dark End of the Street. Maurice, when we were uh, finishing the last segment, you were telling about uh, how you met Waylon, Waylon Jennings. So t tell us a little bit more about that. I've heard the story a little bit, but uh, my radio audience would love to hear this story. This is back in the Will and the Bees days, and our two bands were stranded in a blizzard in a motel in, I think it was Iowa City. <laughs> and uh, after... Uh, Waylon was touring with Gordon Lightfoot, and Gordon and his wife immediately went to bed. Waylon stayed up for a while, and the bees stayed up with Waylon's band. 
and then the bottles of Jack came out, and the guitars came out, <laughs> and the next thing we know, we're trading songs back and forth, and getting fairly relaxed. <laughs> and at one point, back Jack in, has a way of doing that. In those days, uh, Waylon had a uh, rhythm guitar player named Curtis Buck. Curtis Buck. Okay. And Voyle Harris, our trumpet player. Both Tennessee rednecks and both fairly feisty. And I'm talking to the guitar player, oh no, the bass player over in the corner, and I hear from across the room, Oh, Curtis, don't you go shooting nobody again. <laughs> I went, shooting nobody again? And I look over and Curtis and Voyle are arguing. <laughs> Because they were coming from the same place. Yeah, right, right. And we broke that up. Uh, <laughs> it's good nobody the, got shot. The night there. ended fun, but it could have been a different way. And after that, <laughs> every time Waylon came to town, he'd send me backstage passes. Went down to see him one time at the gut. We both had really ratty buses. And the next time I saw him, he was at the Guthrie and spent some time with him in the dressing room. And they said, Maurice, come on back to the hotel. Show you the new bus. So what was the inside of the bus? You get in the bus and all leather interior and cattle brands on the walls. <laughs> of course, curtains, Waylon, Waylon Jennings. And then you've got the compartment for the band and Waylon's bedroom in the back. And they had an intercom system so you could call and say, uh, where are we? <laughs> when will we be in Memphis? Right. Things like that. It was just a gorgeous bus. So what you're telling me, Maurice, it wasn't exactly like the Bumblebee's bus. No. <laughs> no. Now, I remember uh, Bumblebee's, was it a single you guys put out? And there was a picture. First record. Of Willie Murphy uh, next to a burning mattress, oh, trying to put oh, the mattress up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, sure. <laughs> what was that? Well... Actually, that photograph was taken by Raymond Muxter, our friend, and this actually before the bees. Uh, John Kerner and Murphy were touring the running, jumping, standing still record. Right. And they had some gig, and <laughs> somehow one of the driving a mattress caught on fire. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? And Muxter was, Raymond Muxter, the photographer, was there. And so they pulled over and dragged it out and just <laughs> stood there burning on the road <laughs> beside the road and must have snapped the shot of it. And it, we used that as the, sh the photograph for uh, Bees Double 45 called 66 Highway. Right, right. I remember that. In black and white, grainy black and white. It's, it's a great shot. <laughs> Classic stuff. We've got Maurice Jaycox on. Now, Maurice, uh, when I was reading the uh, Bream article, it said you ended up in Cuba singing with Nachito Herrera. How did that uh, um, end up? Partially because of the Nat King Cole show. Okay. And uh, Nat was huge in Cuba. We found that when we... I didn't know that before. I know he had recorded an album in Spanish, but I didn't realize that all Cubans of a certain age, you mentioned Nat King Cole's name, and people actually <gasps> catch their breath. Right. And... It was because of the Nat Show I got to go down for the Cuba Disco Festival. And they invited me down to sing a couple of songs or a few songs. And so as part of that trip, I got to stay in Havana for 10 days. Wow. Same hotel Nat stayed in. The really? Residente, uh, same recording studio. And I actually really? stand there and use the same mic that he used. Wow. But Nat had not... The last time Nat was in Havana was like the year before the, the revolution. Hmm. And so to this day, I mean, I was introduced to dignitaries and people while I was there. And while we were talking, and they said, Maurice Jacobs, blah, 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 blah and everything. Si, sí, senor, and they were very right. polite. And then it's, after that, they'd say, Maurice sings Nat uh, King Cole. And every single time, you went, Nat King Cole, wow. senor? You sing that King Cole, and people would hug me like, wow. Man, I'm like, the, well, some of these people weren't even born, and that King Cole is still that big in Cuba. Right. Wow. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, to sing in to sing in front of a 350 piece orchestra at the National Theater was pretty huge. Wow.
5,000 seats. So, on the Cheeto, did, he invited you up, and you'd yes. never done the tune before. Oh, no, well... I mean, with him. Well, no, I mean, we had, we knew what we were going to play. Okay, what tune was it? Uh, well, two songs, actually. Um, one was Mona Lisa from oh, the yeah, Mad Show. Okay. But we also did... Well, I was supposed to about three or four songs, and we got there and found out you had to have a license for each song. And right. we didn't know that when we got there. And so I only got to sing twice. Mm -hmm. And so I sang uh, Mona Lisa with 350 pieces behind Wow. Me. And then um, at the rehearsal, I sang, Mo sang Mona Lisa, and I said, well, what about Besame Mucho, which is the other song I was going to sing? He said, oh, we don't need to rehearse that. And I'm like, what? We don't need to rehearse that. We're good. We're good. I need to rehearse it. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the second song was Besame Mucho that I sang in Spanish. Wow. That was uh, our agent idea and <laughs> suggesting. Sounded like a great idea at Nachito's house in White Bear Lakes. <laughs> sitting, uh, sitting in the veranda of the hotel in Havana, Cuba, thinking of singing in Spanish <laughs> to a Spanish-speaking audience in Cuba uh, didn't sound like such a great idea. So that was the very first time we actually did it. And Nachito kept playing this intro to the song. Since we didn't get to rehearse it, he's playing this long intro, and it, it, it sounded like he was slowing down and getting ready to... so I could start singing. Right. And like there were three different times I'd take a breath, and he'd keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays this other, and it's gorgeous. It's right. gorgeous. But when I'm going to sing the song, and dun 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 dun, and I'm taking a breath, and he's playing some more. And so eventually that's fine, and that's how we did it. But it was pretty fun. Before we forget, uh, forget Maurice, you've got some shows coming up like right around the corner. Mm, um, You're at the State Monday Fair. Monday and Tuesday at the State Fair. Yeah. Uh, Steve Clark, a saxophone player, has a band called The Working Stiffs. And we've collaborated what he does, which is mostly swing music. And a lot of the stuff that I do is R&B R &B and blues. And find out that they're pretty compatible. Mm -hmm. And so we join them to make a band called Blue Book. So we're at the fair both Monday and Tuesday next What time? Uh, 3.15, 4.30, and 5.45 <laughs> on both days. Okay. It's like that. It's the grind. Do you know what uh, what stage it's on? It's the uh, International Bazaar stage. Okay. And then Friday and Saturday of next week, uh, the 30th and 31st, First Avenue has a show that they're doing. And I'm on, in the show on the 31st. Curtis, Curtis Say is in the show on the 30th. I'm in the show on the 31st. And nice. So I get to sing about two or three songs there. Well, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to actually be playing at the fair from on Sunday, Sunday from 2 to 4 at the uh, Labor Stage, which I'm doing as, I'm, uh, as a good union member oh. of the uh, Twin Cities Music Union. Oh, you're not lapsed? <laughs> Everybody, uh, I know it's less. Occasionally, I, it, it does You last. give them money once in a while? You pay oh, dues? Yeah. I, I, pay, I paid my dues. Oh, Maurice. yes, we have. <laughs> That's why I don't bother with them sometimes. But, yeah, but now there's people we know who are yeah. running the union, and you got to give some props there. Well, my, my good friend Claire Zupitz is from my uh, hometown of Virginia, Minnesota. She grew up right next door to my uh, aunt and uncle, uh, and uh, so we're old family friends. So when I do laps, she doesn't hate hesitate to call because <laughs> you don't want to end up in a book. No, says, no. you're you know, you're uh, persona non grata. We've got Maurice Jaycox in and uh, off with he's going to honor us. Whatever you're ready, yeah. He's going to honor and bless us with an acapella version of a song you all know. Because you've heard it through the grapevine. Take it away, brother. I'm going to have to push back from the mic because this could hurt somebody. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew About your plans to make me blue Some other guy you knew before Between the two of us guys you know I love you more it took me by surprise, I must say, 
When I found out yesterday, don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine? Not much longer would you be mine. Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. And I'm just about to lose my mind, honey, honey, yeah. To the grave, I'm not much longer would you be my baby. I know a man ain't supposed to cry, but these tears I can't hold inside. Losing you would mean my life, you see, cause you mean that much to me. Do you plan to let me go? For the other guy you loved before Don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine And not much longer would you be mine Oh, I heard it through the grapevine And I'm just about to lose my mind Honey, yeah That was superb. We'll be back with one more segment of the Wall of Power Radio Hour with Maurice Jacox. That was beautiful, brother. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM950. Our climate is in crisis, and it's time we talk about what we can do for our future. So let's talk about solutions at the 55th Annual Nobel Conference, Climate Change, Facing Our Future. It takes place September 24th and 25th at Gustavus Adolphus College. Seven leading thinkers address climate change, inviting you to consider what tools are available, what research efforts do we require, and what kind of people do we need to be to conceptualize and address global climate challenges. You are invited to consider how the changes to the Earth's climate system are vast, without precedent, and of such magnitude and scale as to potentially alter life itself. There will be over 4,000 people on campus for the Nobel Conference discussing these issues. You're invited to attend one or both days to experience the presentations and Q&A. There's even a live stream you can watch. So let's talk about causes and consequences of climate change and our responses to the challenges it presents to us as individuals and as a society at the Nobel Conference. Again, it takes place September 24th and 25th at Gustavus Adolphus College. Full schedule and tickets at gustavus.edu slash Nobel Conference. Burger Moe's gorgeous patio is open for the season. Enjoy nightly happy hours, more than 60 beers on tap, and the weather while you watch your favorite game on the outdoor screen. And don't miss live music Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Offering 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, Burger Moe's also offers delicious appetizers, soups, salads, as well as unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the last segment of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guest all night tonight, uh, wonderful musician and really cool cat, and a handsome man too, I might add, Mr. Maurice Jaycox. Maurice, you have played how many thousands of gigs in your lifetime? Would you guess? <laughs> Several thousand. I wouldn't guess, and... Some I don't remember because I was barely there. <laughs> there were a few of those. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't guess. I mean, it's a life. Yeah, long work. So right. And you've also done. You've done uh, quite a bit of acting in your yeah. time. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, tell us about some of those roles. Um, <laughs> my first acting, real acting job was. Uh, I was Captain Hook and Peter Pan when I was 13 years old at Bryant <laughs> Junior High School. And I still remember most of my lines. That's the kind of memory I have for wow. lines. So give I, us a few. How still the night is. Now is the hour and children in the homes out of bed. The lips brightly brown with the goodnight chocolate and the tongues searching drowsily for insubstantial treats. On their shining cheeks, compare them with the boys and about this boat, about to walk the plank, and the greatest villain of all time. Who is Nero? Nobody. Who is Jack the Ripper? Who? Nobody. Who's the swiniest swine in the world? Captain Hook. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I remember that. From, that well, actually, I, I reprised that role a couple of times over the years, but I still remember the lines from it. And then from there... Uh, the next big thing I did was at the Guthrie at, se at 17, and I actually got to meet Sir Tyrone. Wow. That's the first time I worked at the Guthrie, some test plays from the Office of Advanced Drama Research at the U. And then uh, a few years later, um, with the Brave New Workshop, I did a couple of years with Dudley Wake's Brave New Workshop, and some companies here and there when I could. My very first gig in town when I moved in in 78, I got a job selling tickets at Dudley uh, Riggs, etc. Oh, yeah. On Seven Corners. Sure. And uh, I saw a couple of great shows. I saw Henny Youngman. Really? Yeah, it was phenomenal. And hung out backstage. I remember he had this little violin on his lapel that was blinking. I remember that. And he, <laughs> you know, he had his violin yeah. and, uh, and it's slick back here. Uh, charming guy. And then I saw... Paul Krasner, if you knew sure, Paul, yeah, Paul he Krasner. was the editor who just passed away, yep, may just, rest in peace, mm -hmm. uh, and he was, you know, editor of The Realist and a uh, great satirical writer, founded uh, one of the founders of the Yippie Party, in yep. fact, he named the Yippie Party, Yes, and uh, he had a young comedian opening for him by the name of Louis Anderson. That's where Louis was starting out yeah. then? Wow. So I got to know Dudley, and uh, who is... Uh, I'd love to, in fact, oh, note, note to Paul, man. note to Paul, get Dudley on the show. Still alive and a gorgeous yeah. man. Just a wonderful person. Maurice, you and I are uh, both blessed to know and blessed to work with the great Wee Willie Walker. Indeed. And uh, I love it when you guys sing together. Number one, it, the music is gorgeous, but you guys are literally, in terms of stature and size, <laughs> Martin Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, I mean, he looks... <laughs> like we never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's but it's so incredible. The visual is so incredible. And then when you get such a beautiful blend of your voices, it's, it's, it's magic. We didn't know if it would work. We just tried it one time, and I think it was on stage. And we just looked at each other and went, whoa, that works. <laughs> yeah. That works. And uh, I know uh, when, you know, Willie's traveling all over, but we get to play every week at Shaw's when he's in town. But I do know whenever you have a gig, Willie is there supporting you. And I try and support him on most of his gigs yeah. too. Actually, I've subbed for Willie. Willie subbed for me once and saved my gig when my voice blew out <laughs> and he sang the last set for me. And from then on, we have a pact sort of, if we ever need the other, we'll be there for them. And so uh, I've covered for Willie on a, more than a few gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, most recently, Willie agreed to do some nights at Minnesota Music Cafe on Tuesday nights. And he agreed to do the Tuesday nights. And I said, well, have you asked your band? He said, they'll do what I tell them. I went, okay. <laughs> so he agrees to do the Tuesday nights. 
and then promptly goes on tour for three weeks, <laughs> leaving. He's the black. He's the black Elvis now. Let's leaving, face it. Leaving people to pick up. <laughs> now, what are we gonna do on Tuesday nights? And his band's calling me. You gonna come and sing for Willie now? <laughs> so it happens. But one of my favorite people in the world. Absolutely, amazing well, singer. Maurice, this has been such a. Uh, an enlightening conversation for me because, you know, we've known each other for going on four decades now, but to uh, hear some of your backstory and read that, that great Bream article has been so much fun. You're like one of, you know, uh, one of the last men standing in terms of the West Bank musicians oh, yeah, uh, yeah. used to come. It uh, hurts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we lost but true. Dave Sad Ray, true. Tony Glover, Sad Willie Murphy, um, and then you know, Will Donick and that, that whole crew. So oh, yeah. I'm glad you're, you're healthy and uh, still am. as handsome as ever. <laughs> I'm healthy anyway. And, I'll uh, take that part. Yeah, no, you look great. And um, I want to thank you for being here today. My pleasure, Paul. And uh, I want to, anybody that hasn't heard Maurice, go out, track him down. Uh, if you have it, if you know who Maurice is but haven't seen him well, go check him out. Well, thank you. We are going to end uh, this show tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour with a duet. Uh, the great we, Willie Walker, and my guest, Maurice J. Cox, doing Something is Wrong with My Baby. Maurice, thanks again. Thanks, Paul. A treat. Yeah. <laughs> and my ace engineer, Mr. Brett Johnson, taped in the basement of the AM950 studio in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor Prairie. Come out and see me play sometime. I'm at Shaw's Barbie Thursday, 16th in University from 5 to 7.30, sometimes with Willie Walker, sometimes with Sonny Earl. And I also have a TV show, mcn6.org, Saturday nights at 8 and 11.30, if you have Comcast on Channel 6. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy. The high.